Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyren. Cregan was done addressing those immediate concerns. When he stops after entering into the room, Earl Moore continues up along to one of the benches at the front, but Cregan stops and sees Aranis standing there. And he says, who's this? Okay, so here's what they see. I'm not actually standing in the middle of the room. All those benches that are like facing the direction of the wall, I've taken mm-hmm. a seat on one of them. Okay. And I've just got my loot out and I'm just like playing and humming a little tune. Like I'm just chilling in here waiting for whatever to be over. Gosh. And do I hear him audibly when he asks who's this? Oh, yes. He addresses the room. He's not like whispering under his breath. Like, who's this fucker? He's just like, who's this? Okay. When he does that, I go, oh, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't realize that there were going to be other people in here. And I sort of like scramble, kind of stand up and like come to the middle of the room. Like, oh, I, hello. Commander Thorne knows what you're here about. I think it's pretty safe to say she would have clued Earl Moore in on this as well. Would we be expecting Earl Moore to be there? That's my question. Like, would we have expected him to arrive with this party? There's no reason not to. It's certainly something that Commander Thorne could have said before she left. Okay. I just wanted to know whether I needed to let the people behind the wall know that Earl Moore was here in addition to the other people. If you're negotiating a surrender, it he usually makes sense for the head of the city to be there. Yeah, that's fine. Which I should correct myself. Morasco or not. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Morasco. Morasco. Yeah. Yeah. She's the mayor. Whereas Earl Moore is like the, the royal attache to the city. He's like assigned to the city. Right. So, yes, Morasco would be there as well. Because she is also here to negotiate terms of surrender. At least that's the uh, ploy. Earl Moore will say, Oh, well, this is a place of worship, and we often have citizens and guests of our city come in here for moments of peace and respite. Hmm. All right. Uh, I'm, Which is I'm, true. I'm, I, I'm really sorry. I didn't know that anybody was going to be using this room for anything. And I get like this puzzled look on my face and my head kind of tilts to the side. And mm-hmm. I just go, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. 
I'm going to like, I'm going to go really quickly, but before I leave, can I just, Oh my, you all like this group of you, you just reminded me of the most hilarious joke. Okay. So a celestial, a halfling and a couple of humans walk into a bar. (laughs) No, stop me. If you've heard this one, seriously. And the two humans, they ask the bartender, they ask the bartender, do you have any ale? And the bartender's like, where the fuck do you think you are? Like the Royal house? Of course we have ale here. And they were like, they're like, sweet. I want some ale. And uh, the halfling looks at the bartender and goes, well, okay, but do you have any mead? And the bartender like says, where the fuck do you think you are? The royal house? Of course we have mead here. (laughs) And he's like, okay then. And so takes their mead and goes away. And then the celestial looks at the bartender and goes, do you have any do you have any like celestial goodness? And the bartender goes, you know what, buddy? That's it. Let's begin the negotiations. Wait. (laughs) 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 I can't believe you let me finish. Uh, You said you've got a joke. I was waiting for a punchline. The punchline is we kill you. (laughs) Punchline. It is a literal punchline. It's a punchline. Yeah, it's a literal punchline. I can't believe you got let me get to the end of my non-joke. It was just about like, let me tell you who's on this side of the wall. Oh, I didn't tell you where. There's only four of them. You can tell who the celestial is. It's not hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, I knew what you were doing as soon as you started it, but I was very happy to let you dig your own joke grave. (laughs) It wasn't meant to be funny. (laughs) All right. A couple of things here real quick. First, the good. Arnis. You can have some inspiration for <laughs> doing this as a bit. I couldn't resist it. When there was only four of them, I was like, oh shit, I got this. This is going to be funny. Okay. Secondly, roll deception, please. <laughs> and here's where it all goes wrong for me. I mean, it's a 23. <sighs> all right. Cregan and his crew. Actually, wait, that's right. His crew. They're going to roll too. I mean, unless they crit, I don't think they're going to see through this as not being a joke. <sighs> but no, Cregan and his crew look at you befuddled like that's a joke. This is not a time for jokes. <laughs> that wasn't a good joke. <laughs> Or like as you're saying it, they're just like, this doesn't sound like it's going anywhere. <laughs> this is a lot of buildup and for and this is definitely definitely not the time. <sighs> there was there's one other thing I wanted to do before this ice wall came down since you had to say the trigger word. There's not even any time for negotiation here. <laughs> or to let them uh, you know, do other things. So Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask, why the hate on the royal house? Oh, what I What the hell? I don't know, because there was no wine and earl and that made me angry. And <laughs> so royal, I just I just sort Arnest, of am making an assumption. But Arnest, the royal house is in Karami. Earl has the greenhouse. 
I well, I don't know. It doesn't matter because that was the first thing that came to my mind that wasn't the word like palace. And so mm-hmm. I like that's what I went with. It's it's fine. It's fine. It, it it was not intentional, really. It was just basically a. It was meant to be a dig at like elves don't drink. <laughs> just <laughs> that city may have been like not dry, but it was at most just like damp. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I had a feeling that's what you were talking about, but I'm just like, that's the wrong house. It it, it, like I, to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't think you were going to let me get past the like opening line of like, they walk into a bar. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to let me get any further than that. So I hadn't really thought out that far. (laughs) And so I was just like making it up (laughs) after that. Mm hmm. Uh, you're terrible. I know. And you'll love it. <laughs> I do love it. Okay. <laughs> so, we've got Cregan, who's the celestial in charge here. And we've got Lotus the halfling. We've got Aldred the human. And we've got Leon the human. And of course, your allies, Tinnaferox, Trumpet, and Abris. Well then... Since Arnus wants to call for the wall to come down, let's start by everybody rolling initiative. Now, since Arnus succeeded at deceiving everybody, you will all definitely get to go first. They are caught off guard here. They're a little surprised. They thought this was going to be a, you know, negotiation of where do you want us to kill everybody for you? (laughs) So yeah, initiative rolls, please. Uh, oh, my mistake. Earl Moore has a bone leg. He's not missing a leg, but he is definitely walking with a cane because that leg's not, uh, not, not good for moving around. Oh, and then your three orc friends. Well, there's a crit on somebody's initiative. Good for you, Lieutenant. Thank you. <laughs> Did you want him to go first? No, I just want our team to go early. Ah, uh, Surprise round's good. That makes oh, that's all right. Somebody, nice and happy. One of the other orcs uh, crit failed, so don't worry about it. Actually, between the three of them, they rolled a 1, a 10, and a 20, so it's a nice spread. Alrighty. Everybody rolled? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, cool, cool. Let's start with Iolana. Uh, 16. Vale? 19. Aranus? Also 16. Between you and Iolana, who's got the, the higher decks? Probably Iolana. What's your bonus? What's your initiative bonus? Oh, same. Uh, does who wants to go first then between the two of you on that tie? Mm-hmm. We Iolana could do a roll off, but no, I'll let I'll let Iolana go first. Cool. Okay. I like that one because it makes a little bit more narrative sense since you're just standing there telling a joke, right? <laughs> and Iolana <laughs> is back there, like psyching up to drop this wall and smoke some fools. Okay. And Darvin. Eighteen. Nice. <gasps> Lucky Vale's going to get to go first on a surprise round of combat. Oh, I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> oh, this is going to be really fun. Okay. So okay. go ahead, Scott. Take us, Lead us into no, it. I was going to say, take us through that. Iolana drops the wall. Tell us what that looks like. Tell us what happens as Vale begins this combat. 
the wall drops and Vale already has their hand crossbow like drawn ready to take the first shot they can find. Can I ask a quick question about the wall? Yes. When the wall comes down, what happens to it? We've actually never dropped the wall before. Yeah. I, I think of it like normally it's used to being beaten down and broken, right? So it's uncommon mm-hmm. that it drops. And since it's a loss of concentration, like she just stops thinking about it, it just kind of puffs into like snowflakes and settles. Nice. And as that happens and the snow settles, Bill, who's already got the hand crossbow out, finds a celestial head and shoulders above everybody. Mm-hmm. Fires off a crossbow bolt. He's a real big target. Go ahead and roll with your advantage. I'm just asking for trouble, aren't I? It's a 21 to hit. Oh, damn. Ooh, not as high as I was expecting. Well, I it's still going to hit. It's still going to hit. Which means it's a crit. Mm-hmm. Because it's the <gasps> surprise round thing, right? or it's because it's they haven't acted yet. I forget which. It's, it's the, um, because it's the surprise crazy. round. Okay. The crazy assassinate ability. Yeah, assassinate um, ability. Crit with sneak attacks. That's going to be. Oh my god! Oh my god! So many. Twelve d sixes. Need more d sixes? Do you have enough? Nope. <sighs> wow. It's actually thirteen d sixes because I forgot about the one I get for the actual crossbow. The mm-hmm. actual weapon. <laughs> that is so many dice. Fifty-five damage motherfucker <laughs> that doesn't tickle is this a magic crossbow of any kind nope mm. i mean 55 big ass number but he's got <sighs> some sort of resistance yeah Cregan does have some sort of damage resistance um i mean it's just like the basic stuff bludgeoning piercing slashing from non-magical attacks which i think in terms of the celestials it's their like cloth or weapon type stuff that they use as the crossbow bolt comes flying through the air and hits him in the shoulder. The robes themselves are holding the bolt back from just disappearing into his chest. It's still only like maybe an inch of it sticking out, but sweet crap. Was that a lot of damage? And one thing that I want to remember both for myself and for everybody else, especially Darwin the the last line there on the grim pendant darvin you're within 60 feet of this guy when he took that damage oh yeah you feel a just immensely sharp jab in your chest from where that crossbow bolt sank in doesn't cause any damage it's not going to stop you in your tracks but it definitely confirms that yeah that guy has a piece of you somewhere on him nice all right vale Having shot Kriegan in the chest, is there anything else you'd like to do? You have a bonus action and a move. Yeah, then I'll use my bonus action to summon my Shadow Blade. Ooh, Shadow Blade. Are you going to move around or are you just staying on the far side of the room? Um, There's like a lot of benches in between you and them right now. Yeah, I think I'm going to wait and move at the top of my next turn. Okay. I don't want to get in anybody's way. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. After Vale would be Cregan, but he is surprised and just got shot in the chest and is just standing there in shock. Like, oh, this is not a negotiation. Fuck you all. <laughs> Up next would be Darvin. This wall came down. Vale shot Cregan. What are yeah, you doing? I'm going to do as 
Ilana had asked and block his exit. Do everything I can to get in the way. Okay. Now, do you just want to run straight past them in like a straight line, get right behind them? Or are you going to like loop around the side? Maybe looping around the side. I mean, I can get there in time, right? In one turn. What's your speed now? 50. Yeah, I think you're good. <laughs> okay. Do I, need, do I need to worry about disengaging? No, no, no. Okay. That's why I asked if you were going to just like run straight through them to get to the Got other it. side of them. But if you're going to go around the benches, like around the outside of the room, yeah, you'll let's be fine. Do that. that sounds like the smart way to do it. In my head, he totally wall runs at one point. <laughs> I totally do. All right. I'll just say you do. I don't want to have you roll acrobatics and fall on your face because this is cool. <laughs> you took him by surprise. All right. Darwin zips around to the other side of the room along the wall. Standing in between this group of four and the door. Darwin, would you like to take any actions here? Is there going to be an attack? Is there going to be a... What, what's happening here? What are you doing once you get there? Oh, yeah. Um, I could attack Cregan. Okay. I think... Well, do I know or do I have reason to suspect about the resistance thing? Like, is that character knowledge? Uh, it doesn't matter with your fists and your sword because they're all magic. Is the sword magic? Uh, Well, your leg sword is, and your Uh, draconic rune sword definitely is, if you busted that out. Okay, got it. Then it doesn't matter. I was thinking only fists. Yeah. I believe believe you've got that feat, or that feature now that uh, says your unarmed attacks count as magical. Yes, that too. I was thinking about just doing all unarmed, but my sword is also magical, Mm -hmm. then new. But yeah, no... You know that your fists and your uh, and your weapons are special. They're magical. Okay. I'm going to attack with the leg sword, okay? Okay. Is there going to be any unarmed attack here, or is this all just leg sword, leg sword, leg sword? Um, so there's probably going to be two with the leg sword, and then I get the bonus action melee. Ah, uh, uh, The bonus okay. action unarmed is probably how it's going to go. All right. Go ahead and swing at Kriegen with your leg sword. Okay. So leg sword one. Oh, I create. Nice. That's a way All to right. start strong. Let's roll some damage here, Tar. <laughs> okay, so let's see. On a hit, this blade deals 1d8 dex plus 1d6. Do I double bolt die? Mm-hmm. So 2d8, okay. 2d6. 2d8. Sorry, I don't usually crit. This is more die than I had handy. Oh. Dice. This is this My. is putting a lot of pressure on Arnis. Vale and Darvin both crit on their first attack of the combat. Yeah, come on, Arnis. Yolana as well. I guess there's some pressure there. You know? That's true. Pressure on everyone. Join the crit club. The crit Vail club. didn't actually quit crit. Vale just got the bonuses of critting because of who they are. Hey, that's just that's, as that good, counts. right? <laughs> okay, I rolled. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> the Jesus. Is Jesus. Jesus. They're all ones or they're all like max damage. What's up? I rolled three ones and a two. Oh, oh God. fucking shit. So it's four plus that dex, which is five. So nine total. Oh my gosh. Oh. So angry right now. Oh, I think your leg sword gets like, maybe it gets batted by the wing or it gets caught up in some of the cloth of the robes. Has a real strong strike, but man, just such little damage. That's embarrassing. I think I need to sharpen this thing. Oof. 
All right. Well, I'm still going to make another attack. I, I would hope so. Darvin is too sad to attack again. Mm. Yeah. Darvin skipped a leg day. Maybe I am. This time I rolled a 13 total. Okay. Yeah, that one definitely does not get through. Cregan, seeing that this is going to be all sorts of different, this is range attacks, this is someone running up and stabbing at him. It's like swings his arm down and stops your leg sword with the middle of his bracer. Would you like to take some of those unarmed attacks? Yes, I'm just trying to decide if I want to take one or two. I have a good amount of key points now. Yeah, let's do two. All right. What are we talking here? Punches, headbutts, kicks? Ooh, let's just go with punches. As fun as headbutts sound, mm-hmm. we'll go with the classics. I don't want to mess anything up here. So first punch, I rolled a one. <laughs> now he just bats your fist away. That die is punished. Last punch. Ooh, there we go. Last punch, I rolled a 28. Ooh, very nice. Roll that damage. That will deal 13. I got max on Mm -hmm. that one. Okay. Half your attacks hit. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's one way to look at it. You get a good slash across his leg. You get a good punch in his side. And you feel the sting of both. And he just looks at you and he's just like furious now. It's one thing to get shot from across the room, but it's another to have someone just run up on you and start hitting you. It's so much more personal, so much more offensive, both in the offense sense and the offended sense. Good. I want him offended. Yeah. As you're slicing at him with your leg and hitting him with your hands, he looks at you with disgust and he's like, Darvin, I thought you were better than this. And then... And then it would be Aldred's turn, but surprised, so he's not attacking anybody. And then we go to Iolana. Iolana's going to do some fun stuff. Heck yeah. For Iolana's action, she's going to hold her hand out in front of her, palm upward, like right in front of her face, like you would if you were going to blow something out of your hand. And that kind of slight wind that always billows around her is going to flow up her body and into a little cloud in her hand and she's just gonna whisper at it and blow and it's gonna float over right next to darvin and take the form of an air elemental as i cast animate air and gentle breeze becomes my companion gentle breeze welcome back not cheap but uh, i think in this fight gonna be useful Mm -hmm. for my bonus action going to do that kind of, I keep calling it the Ronda Rousey, like the arm shake and then pop both the side blades ready to attack. Very nice. Can you remind me, does Gentle Breeze get their own initiative or does he just act on yours? Air Elemental lasts until your concentration ends. It obeys your verbal commands in combat. Roll for its initiative. In the past, you've had it just go directly after me. Yeah, I um, think so too. And then choose its behavior during its turns. When the effect ends, the Elemental disappears. Okay. I'm cool with keeping it being right after you still, uh, if nobody objects, because we don't need another uh, another initiative number here. And yeah. Cool. All right, cool. Yeah, if, if no one objects, then Gentle Breeze. What does Gentle Breeze gentle do? Breeze is going to take two slam attacks against the Celestial. I'm going to run them together. The first one, I doubt, is going to hit with a 13. No. The second one is a 19. 
Okay. Cregan buffets away the first hit with a wing, but the second one hits him right in the chest. And I will roll that damage. Yeah. 13, 1, 3, bludgeoning damage. Okay. That is a shame that that's going to get halved, because if that's just a punchy with wind, that's not magical, is it? No, it doesn't say anywhere that it does. Okay. Still, not bad, not bad. Whittling away at Cregan here. So Gentle Breeze rushes up next to Darvin. Slam, slam. Anything else for Gentle Breeze? Not this turn. Okay. Which brings us to Aranis. Okay. What I want to do, and you can tell me if I can do this, uh, people on multiple of them. I was going to hey. cast Fairy Fire. That was, my, that was what I was going to do on all of okay. them. But... It's creatures in the area, isn't it? Yeah, which means that even if I get it to miss Darwin, it's going to hit probably, it's going to at least hit Gentle Breeze. Um, and yes. maybe the other three folks that are out there. Like if I can get them all in like corner of it, but yeah. How big is Fairy Fire? It's a 20 foot cube. Ooh, no, you're not, you wouldn't be hitting everybody anyways. Um, Cregan's big. He got, he got some space around him. You could probably hit three of them but not all four of them but even so you would have to choose whether you're adding darvin into that mix or gentle breeze into that mix it's also not a bad idea to maybe temporarily take one of them out then they're heard because then our numbers become a real threat okay i mean that halfling with the looks great to me what, what would you like to do i would like to cast tasha's hideous laughter on the halfling Hmm. Okay. Okay. Is Tasha's hideous laughter uh, like charmed or frightened or is it just a condition itself? I can't remember. No, it doesn't say anything about it being like charmed or frightened. It's just okay, a, cool. like mm -hmm. you do this thing and they start laughing. So you're going to cast Tasha's hideous laughter on Lotus, the halfling. Yes. All right. She's struggling to put her helmet on and all of a sudden magic attacking brain. Say wisdom? Yes. 15? She fails. <laughs> <sighs> oh, the spell is so yeah, clutch. <laughs> Just getting a little bit of THL. Tasha's hideous laughter. Does she get to save again on each of her turns, right? Yes. And mm -hmm. if the saving throw is triggered by damage, then, then she has advantage. Okay. So somebody should go hit her. No. No, no, Darwin, shouldn't. Quick, punch a halfling. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> no, he would know. We've yes, of course before. he would know. <laughs> yeah. She manages to get the helmet on right as the spell kicks in, and you hear this metallic laughter coming from inside the helmet as it's just kind of like echoing in there. Uh, she's rolling on the ground laughing. All right, Arnis, anything else you'd like to do? That is it. I'm just going to make sure that I'm still like well back. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you're well back. Right, like 30, 30 feet away, at least. <laughs> no, 30 feet. 30 feet is what I want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You guys all rolled so well, you're like right up at the top of the order. And then it's your ally's turn. Lieutenant Ferox is going to rush up just across the tops of the benches and try to make a diving attack against Cregan. Like club up over the shoulder. Just, Slam this down. And crit fail. 
he leaps off that last bench and Cregan turns around. He gets whipped in the face with a wing and falls flat on his face. Bam. The most unimpressive thing you've seen for a while. (laughs) Oh, poor Lieutenant. Poor Lieutenant Ferox. Trumpet is going to... uh, Trumpet's going to go around the side. Unfortunately, is not as fast as Darwin. So she's going to be using up her movement and her action to get herself into position. She's going to rush over, slide up shoulder to shoulder with Darwin. And she's kind of holding that greatsword up, just moving it back and forth in between Cregan and one of the two humans who are still on their feet. Just like ready to attack, ready to defend. On the enemy side, Leon would have his turn, but meh. He was surprised, so he's just finally getting himself together and uh, pulls his glaive forward takes like half a step back, getting ready to give himself some good amount of room so he can swing at people, really knock some heads. Finally, it's Abras, who's going to be rushing along on the top of the benches, just like a few feet to the side of where uh, Lieutenant Ferox was running, hasn't pulled out his weapons yet, and is instead going to just try to jump up and wrap himself around Cregan's back, like arms around the, the neck, just to get up there and like search for this pendant. So yeah, we're going to see if he can do that. With a quick little, uh, quick little acrobatics check. Yes, yes, yes. Abris has latched onto Cregan's back and is like frantically, like one arm around the neck, just like holding on. The other one padding around, looking for this pendant. At the very bottom of the order is Lotus, who is laughing, laughing, laughing her ass off. And unfortunately, because she was surprised, she can't do anything but try to save here from Tasha's hideous laughter. Uh, no, that was that was worse than last time. She stays laughing on the ground, rolling around. All right, which brings us back to the top of the order. Vale, things have popped off. People are running around. People are attacking. Lieutenant fell on his face. That was embarrassing. But yeah. Um, oh, wait, wait. Sorry. Uh, vale, before you go, um, Earl Moore and Maraska have backed way the heck up to the far side of the room. They don't want to be any part of this. And I forgot that Commander Thorne is here. She's not a spectator at all. She didn't know what the code word to go was going to be. So she didn't roll very high on her initiative. <laughs> She's just like, oh shit, things are popping off. And Commander Thorne spends her turn getting herself armed, getting ready to fight. I don't think you had fought Commander Thorne before. I don't mm-hmm. recall. She reaches down with her hands to either side, puts them in these large pouches that she's carrying there, and just like lifts her hands out, and she's wearing these big fuck-off gauntlets. She's ready to do some punching. Nice. Um, Now, Vale, it's your turn. Vale is going to burn two sorcery points, Mm -hmm. which have not used many of, yet to use Quickened Spell Mm. to cast Mirror Image as a bonus action. Mm. So now it looks like there's three of them. Three shadowy veils all in a row. Shadow arms and shadow swords. See, I've got a speed of 30. I can't get all the way to the celestial canine without incurring an opportunity attack. Um, You can. You would be right up there with... There's like three people on that side already. It would be very crowded. Cool. Then I'm going to move about halfway on whatever side has more of our people. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw my shadow blade because I can do that. Okay. And I'm assuming the lighting in here is 
standard like bright lighting and not dim lighting? Yeah, no, it's good lighting in here. Okay. Just wanted to ask because that does affect Shadow Blade. It's a church. I mean, it's not bright. There's not halogens up there, but you can see. Everybody can see. Well, that's a 14. Ooh. That's not going to hit. Boo. Cregan just leans to the side as this shadowy blade flies past him out the and door like, and just disappears. And then kind of like as it's going through the door, it just turns into shadow and reforms in my hand because that's an awesome part of what I can do. Um, mm. That's my turn. All right. Cregan, no longer surprised, able to actually do stuff on his turn, is going to do stuff on his turn. So the first thing he's going to do is arm himself, which it's not considered an action. It's just like drawing a weapon. But for Celestials, you know, it's it's all about the clothing there. So he reaches up a hand uh, across his body up to his shoulder and just starts pulling his sleeve down, including the gauntlet that's on his, let's say, on his left arm. And as he pulls it off, just kind of forms that end that had the gauntlet in it, or not the gauntlet, um, the bracer. Pulls that sleeve down, including the bracer, and wraps the cloth around the bracer, and it forms into this giant fabric hammer. Uh, he is very displeased with absolutely everybody in this room. Commander Thorne, Earl Moore, Maraska for leading them into the trap. You all for being a trap his companions for not noticing the trap like this mm, all very very bad but the first thing he's gonna do rather than attack is just try to get control of this situation and is going to use an ability called pacifying presence each creature of his choice that he can see within 120 feet that's going to be everybody who's not on his side must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or else the targets drop any weapons they're holding, ends concentration on any spells or other effects, and becomes charmed for one minute. Obviously, if you're immune to charm, this isn't going to affect you. Anybody immune to the charm effect? At all? Or just the charm part? Yeah, is anybody immune to being charmed? I am, yes. Ooh, lucky Darwin. Right? And not that you had any weapons to drop, but... <laughs> That's right. That's true. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to affect me either way. Okay, would... never mind. Cool. It's no being charmed also has other bad things attached to it. Like you can't attack the person who charmed you. Got you. Well, um, but also isn't Darwin on the other side of him? So it wouldn't hit him anyway. It's creatures he can see within 120 feet. Yeah. Can you see it would affect Darwin too. I think that's semantic. Yeah, that's that's a semantic thing. It's like, are you hidden or invisible? No. Like he can turn and see people. Like he's gesturing with his hammer up in one hand, his other hand out, palm forward, just sweeping across the room and exuding this pacifying presence. Just everybody stand down. This is not meant to be a fight. Um, is anyone besides Darwin immune to the charmed effect? Or does anybody have any advantage on saving throws against being uh, charmed? You know what? You know what? I, I, I was actually wrong. I'm not exactly immune. <laughs> What does that mean? Sorry. I, I, I had to double check. I was like, wait, am I remembering this right? And then I couldn't find it. So I have stillness of mind. I have to use an action to end uh, one okay. effect. So, you so I'm, I'm not charm. immune. I'm not immune. I can end it, but I'm not immune. Sorry. Okay. So that sounds like everybody then. Yeah, I, I can't be put to sleep with magic, but that's not what... Mm-mm. Nah. 
He's not trying to put you to sleep. He's just trying to charm you. Okay, so everybody roll a wisdom saving throw. I will roll for your allies. Mm. So let's start at the bottom this time. Aranis, what'd you get? A dirty 20. Ooh, very nice. Uh, you are unaffected. She's still laughing. Yay! <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but Lieutenant Ferox, Abris, and Trumpet all failed. However, Commander Thorne did not. So you hear a clank yeah. as their weapons drop. Oh, shit. Abris was holding on to Kriegen, which uh, doesn't necessarily have to let him go, but is no longer struggling to hurt him. Um, actually, it says can't attack or target with harmful abilities. Looking for jewelry. Not exactly the same thing there. Hmm. Splitting hairs there, but trying to do something helpful for you guys. All right. Darvin, what'd you get? I got an 18. Ooh, very nice. You are also not charmed. Nice. Iolana. 14. Unfortunately, Iolana will be affected by this. Does that mean that Gentle Breeze goes away? He's gone. <sighs> My side blades don't, though, and I can't drop them. So that's nice. That's true. It is a shame to lose Gentle Breeze. He showed up for just a pair of swift attacks and then was gone like the wind. I'll take your booze now. Um, and finally, Veil. 12. Also not going to succeed. Which means I dropped my Shadow Blade, but my mirror images still stand. I didn't realize the Shadow Blade was concentration. Yep. Ah, okay. That's fine. You still have your Denouement Blade. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing preventing you from concentrating on something again. It just ends it for you when this hits. And this only prevents us from attacking him, right? Yes. Cool. The other three are fair game. You are charmed by him. He has advantage on ability checks to interact socially with you now. But let me tell you something that is not high up on his list. Under what conditions do we get to save again? Like if he attacks us, do we yeah. get another save? Okay. Okay. Let's uh, read the second half of this. The charmed creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. If a creature's saving throw is successful or the effect ends for it, the creature is immune to this pacifying presence for the next 24 hours, which is good, which is good. So I think it's very safe to say that Earl Moore and Maraska are similarly charmed. They did not have any weapons. Earl Moore drops his cane. <laughs> it clatters to the ground. Maraska moves like pick it back up and give it to him again. Um, oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. So Cregan, after exuding this pacifying presence, addresses the room. We came down here under good faith that you would be accepting Coram's peace. I see that is not the case. After we bring Coram's grace to all of you, except for Darvin, who again mentions by name, you do have a bit of a reputation, especially among the Coram circles. We will go back outside and I will tell my phoenixes to rain fire down on this city. Not literally fire. They're not those kind of phoenixes, but you get the gist. After Cregan, that was his action. He doesn't get to attack when he does that. Darvin, it's your turn. You just saw Cregan do this to everybody. You don't know exactly what happened, but you know that he has exuded some sort of force over everybody to calm things down. You are right up next to him. Yeah, nice. Speaking as a free action, right? Of course. I'm just going to yell, you don't know Quorum, and then I'm going to attack with my leg sword. Okay. 
I rolled a dirty 20. All right. That's got a dirty hit. Nice. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Darvin, what's the damage on that attack? 15. Nice. Okay. Second attack. Ready? Mm-hmm. Another dirty 20. All right. More dirty hits. Nice. <laughs> that time it's... Why is math hard? 11 damage. Okay. You get a pair of slashes across him, and you feel the sting of those attacks. You know you're getting through. Spend a key point to flurry. Oh, all right. We're going to go four for four here. My own personal flurry. Okay, first punch. Ooh, I rolled a 27. Damn. Jeez. Yeah, that's going to hit. So that will deal 12 damage. Mm-hmm. And one last hit. Ooh. That's how I got a 12. <laughs> okay, that one's not going to hit. <laughs> Three for four. Should not have flurried. Dope. That's pretty good. It's like, it's batting 750. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. You get that punch in, ugh, just below the chest. And you feel that pressure in the same spot on yourself. Cregan takes a step back and is going to use one of his special actions, which those in the D&D world uh, like to call legendary actions. And he's going to do one called Smite which lets him make a hammer attack against you. Oh, no. So you slice, slice, punch, whiff, and on that whiff, he spins that hammer around, and he's just going to try to swing it at your face. Um, uh, is just some cutting regular, words it's or something? Just, it's just, yeah, it's just a regular attack, right? Yeah, this is a melee weapon attack. Okay, will you call the number on the die? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a 10 on the die. Oh, motherfucker. Probably not going to matter what I do. What size is your, your bard die now? Oh, it says that my cutting words is still a D8, but my bardic inspiration is a D10. Should that be the same? Yep. So yeah. it's a, so it's a yeah. D10. Oh, I've been yeah. doing that wrong. That's all mm-hmm. using the same size die. It all changes at the same time. Huh. I just haven't been paying attention, clearly. What's your AC? 17. Mm. I'm sure he's got a bonus higher than 7, if I had to take a guess. Uh, I'm going to use cutting words. Okay. What do you say? I think it's I think it's something really simple. Like, what does he got? It's like a mace, right? It's a big hammer a, made a out hammer, of fabric. A hammer. That's right. It's a hammer. Yeah. Just, oh, oh, no. You do not get to make everybody drop their weapons and then go hitting people with hammers. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a mom thing to say. <sighs> All right, mominess. Let's roll that die. That's a five. Okay, so Darwin does a 15 hit. No, it does not. Thank I you, Aranis. saved Darwin once. Thank you, Aranis. You're welcome. <laughs> he was expecting everybody to be charmed. You're out here talking trash to him. He turns his head at the last moment, and the hammer just whoosh, whiffs in front of Darwin's head. And I just go, better. <laughs> He's coming after me next. I know he is. Fine. All right. After Darwin is Aldred. Cool. One of the guys over here with the pole arm and the plate mail. Yeah, Darwin's the one who's been doing all of the pain things here. So Darwin's got to get got. Uh-oh. So he's going to do a couple of things. No, like... The first thing he's going to do is hold this glaive out in front of him sideways. And you hear him uttering this prayer to Corum and... The head of the glaive starts glowing as he casts Blinding Smite on it. So the next time he hits somebody with a weapon attack, it's going to do something fun. And then, yes, he's going to step up to Darvin 
keeping a good like five feet in between the two of you. And he's going to swing this around and make three attacks against you. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So attack number one. You can't do cutting words again, can you, Aranis? Well, it's a it's a reaction, so I can only do it once per round. Okay. Didn't think so. thought using it on the big guy was a good idea. Maybe I was wrong. No, no, no. That was a good idea. He hits very hard. <laughs> just all the time. Whereas Aldred has to cast a spell to do something very fancy. But roll the 19 on the die. So Darwin's going to get hit with the glaive here. So you're going to take 1d10 from the weapon. And then from the spell, you're going to take an additional 3d8. Wow. And as he hits you across the back with this, there's a bright flash of light. So you're going to take 21 damage. Some of that is slashing. Some of that is radiant. And as this light flashes out, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. I rolled an 18. Okay, you're fine then. You do not get blinded by this attack. Oh, it was a very bright light. Maybe it's because he hit you in the back. Who knows? But then he's going to make his other two attacks against you. Those will not gain the benefit of the blinding smite. It only works for one attack. So these will just be normal. Uh, Let's just roll both of these at once. Does a 16 hit? No. Oh, then they both miss. Nice. So he gets one good hit on you. Bright flash of light. And after Aldred is Iolana, who is charmed, if I remember correctly. Yes. Okay. So that means you can't attack. Uh, you can't attack Cregan himself, but everybody else is fair game. As such, I'm going to attack the dude who just attacked Darwin. Then I'm going to use my hammer of Inquisition. Ooh. At the full seven side points. So he needs to make an intelligence save. Mm. Aldred is not happy about this. He has no int bonus, but rolled a 17. God damn. Does it match? DC was a 16. Ah. Anything on a successful save? He'll still take half. So okay. I can roll my seven D10s. You guys are just rolling all them dice. Yeah, but it's not really doing anything. So, I mean. <laughs> what are the odds that seven dice could all roll a one or a two? <laughs> I mean, it's not bad odds, but it didn't happen. That's 32 psychic damage before being halved. Okay. I was about to be very impressed. 16 is still very good. Okay. Anything else you'd like to do, Ilana? Uh, yes. For my bonus action. I'm going to take a defensive stance with my side blades to give me plus two, I believe, to my AC. Nice. Aldrin gets hit in the brain with the hammer, the psychic hammer, and Elana takes a defensive stance. Very good. Aranis, what about you? Okay, I have an idea, but I don't know if it's a good one or not. So I'm concentrating on this like crazy hideous laughter spell. But mm-hmm. everybody's been charmed by this other dude and can't attack him. So I'm wondering if you'll allow me to just drop my concentration on that spell to cast something on the big dude. Can you do that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. If you cast a second spell that also requires concentration, it just immediately ends for the first spell. Ends the first one? Yeah. yeah. 
whether or not it succeeds. And I wouldn't like, I wouldn't even consider doing this unless it was something that just did it. Yeah. Oh, really? What do you have that just does it? So here's what I would like to do. I would like to, I would like to cast Otto's Irresistible Dance on Cregan. Thriller motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Just a second here. He's going to have something that's going to make it so he can't do it. That I'm gonna that's going to still burn your spell slot. It's going to have like burned my sixth level spell slot, probably. Mm-hmm. So you cast Otto's Irresistible Dance. Is there some... I know this is just vocal, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to ask if there's like a little ditty being played in the background as you do this. No, he can dance in silence. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Cregan is immune to being charmed. This isn't charmed. It says... Or sorry... It says creatures that can't be charmed are immune to this spell. Sure. Cool. I'm really glad I burned that six level spell slot. Well, that's the end of my turn. <sighs> I'm just saying. In which case, then I guess she's still. No, because I no. cast it. You cast it. As soon so as you cast it, the up. other one drops. Fuck. Fuck. Ah. Oh, this is. Cregan looks at you and he's just like. He's fed up. He does not like this bullshit that you all are pulling. Um, who's after Aranus? Uh, Lieutenant Ferox, who is charmed at the moment. He's going to get himself up and he's going to try to save. No. Sorry. He can still attack other people. So that's what he's going to do. He's going to get up. He's going to grab his club and he's going to go smack Aldred as much as he possibly can. So he's going to take a couple swift club attacks against him. Uh, and one of those is going to hit. Ooh, he's going to deal max damage, though. And unfortunately, Lieutenant Frox is still pacified by Cregan. Up next is Trumpet, who is also charmed. Uh, she's going to pick her sword up, and she's also going to make an attack at Aldred here. A couple quick, big slashes. Oh, that two is definitely not going to hit. The other one will. And they're putting in some work on these smaller enemies, but not quite enough just yet. Uh, it's Leon's turn. Who else has moved up to the enemies? Uh, vale, you're still at a distance, right? Mm-hmm. Same with Iolana? Mm-hmm. I'm still up there, I think. Yeah, it's Darwin yeah. and all the NPCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to go up against Darwin. Much like Aldred before them, they're going to cast a spell on their glaive. Uh, they're going to use a slightly different one. This time he whispers a little little prayer and chants it with a bit more of a radiant light as opposed to a sharp blinding light and is going to swing at you with their glaive. They've got three attacks as well. So Darvin. Yeast. Ooh, yeah. I think that's going to hit. A 23 hit your AC. Uh, yes. Okay. So you're going to take D10 and a pair of D6s. So you'll take 20 damage. This is a mix of slashing and radiant damage. Okay. And as the glaive scrapes along your skin, you just start shedding light. There's a dim light now just glowing from Darwin in a five-foot radius. And not that I think it would happen, but you can't become invisible until this ends. Oh no, there goes my backup plan. (laughs) 
that light doesn't give him any sort of benefit on his next attacks, but it's going to make him anyways. Slashy, slashy. Now that four is not going to hit, but the 21 will. I know. It's rough, man. It's rough. Rough. For eight slashing damage as it cuts into you. Okay. Down to 41. Not so bad. Not so bad. After all that mess, it's Commander Thorn. She is not affected by this charmed thing. Not pacified at all. I forget. Did you guys tell her about the pendant or just Ferox? No. Okay. I think it's mostly just a difference between attacking and trying to restrain. Seeing her compatriots turn away from Cregan, she's going to rush up in between them and just try to level two big blows in his sides. One of them's going to hit. One of them's going to hit real good. Not the best of damage. As her left hook comes in, punches him right in the side, there's this burst of energy as the fist lands. Uh, Just like this shockwave of force. And he needs to make a strength save. Uh, Which is not good enough. So he gets like... So as she punches into his side, he gets slid like five, ten feet over to the side just from the force of the attack. Kind of like separating him out from his allies, singling him out. After her is Abris, who's also charmed. He's going to jump on Leon. He's going to pull out his knives and make a couple quick attacks. Slicey, slicey. And unfortunately not be able to get through that armor. Last up is Lotus, who's no longer laughing. She's up. She wants to charge at somebody. It's going to be either Iolana or Arnis, just because Arnis made her laugh. She didn't like that. Um, so let's just see. I'm just going to roll real quick. Arnis will be low. Iolana will be high. It's Arnis. Lotus pulls her sword off her back, whispers some magic into it, just enchanting it ever so slightly, and rushes at you. She's going to make a couple of sword attacks against you. Oh, wait, you're 30 feet away, aren't you? Yes. She's a halfling. She's only got a speed of 25. She can't attack Ar- uh She can't attack Aranus. <laughs> oh, curse you and you're being specific. And Iolana's even further away than me. I know. I don't, mm, Darwin's already getting it from every side. She's going to rush up and attack Commander Thorn. She attacked Cregan, so she's going to face the consequences. Ooh, and with a 17 and an 18 on the die, both of those are going to hit. Yeah. So she lays a couple of swift, furious attacks into Commander Thorn, being the only enemy that she can reach. That's not already surrounded by others. And as Commander Thorn gets cut across the arms, across the chest, you can see a line of the withering extend down across those scars before it like peels back. As Liana's magic is still in effect. Who boy. All right, Vale. I know it's been a hot minute. Can I get to the human that's been attacking Darwin that we've done the most damage to without incurring an opportunity attack currently? Sure, yeah. Cool. Then I'm going to pop another Shadow Blade. Mm. Go and try and mess this dude up. All right. Weaving through the combat, pop up next to Darwin. Go ahead and attack Aldred. It'll be a 29. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that stabs him real good. This is uh, psychic damage. Mm. 
39 damage. <sighs> nice. Very, very nice. Uh, yeah, you've got his attention now as you stab deep into him. Uh, anything else you'd like to do? No. It's, okay. uh, that's going to be my turn. All right, then. It is Cregan's turn. He's not happy with... He's not happy with what is going on here. Hmm. <laughs> oh, let's see. Both Darwin and Commander Thorn have been attacking him. So yeah, Darwin. Yeah. You know this nice big fabric hammer that he's got. Uh huh. Yeah. He's gonna swing that at you. It's gonna whip around, spin a little bit, open his wings, try to get a little bit more space in here. I'm going to try to slam this hammer down on you. So stop. It's hammer time. Ooh, that is a 17 on the die. Damn it. That's a tie. That'll hit. No, that, that is before no. any bonuses. That's before oh, any right. bonuses. On the so. die. So yeah, even if Arnis was thinking about, uh, hey, maybe I could cut some words. I'd have to right. run real high. Like, yeah, that one's getting through. So first comes the damage portion. And it makes sense that he wants to attack you, too. He, d- he doesn't like you. You're supposed to be, like, on his side. You're supposed to be, like, doing the will of Coram, and here you are. Stop. he's the one not that. doing the will of Coram. Uh, you know, take that up with God. Take that up with Cregan. Take that up with somebody. <laughs> um, that is the sound of my death. First up, there's... 12 bludgeoning plus oh, man. 17 force. So all in all, that have been 29. 29. Still up and standing? Down to 12, but yes, for now. Okay. In which case, make a strength saving throw. Oh dear. Strength is not my song. strong suit, but I took proficiency in it. Ooh, nice. Ah, but I still rolled a 1. Oh, it was one of those like almost 17s that at the last minute decides to roll over to a one. <laughs> oh, so yeah, he brings this hammer down and hits you in the shoulder. And there's just all this pain and you are immediately flattened to the ground and knocked prone. <sighs> He's going to raise this hammer up for his second attack against you and just oh, look no. down like <sighs> expected so much better of you, Darwin. And he's going to swing this hammer down, try to hit you right in the back. That's a 14 on the die. Um, um, is Arnus going to do anything? Uh, I feel like I have to, but I don't actually feel like I'm going to be successful at it. Uh, it's your call. Darwin's not looking so hot, and he's about to get even less hot. I guess I have to try. It's not going to be easy. I know what you have to roll, because I know Darwin's AC, but by all means, please try. I mean, it's kind of like screwed anyway right now, so it's fine. I rolled an eight. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I shout at him, like, stop hitting my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings it down to a 16. Mother. Which Darwin wants your AC? (laughs) AC is 17. Thank you, (laughs) Arnis. Oh, my God. Darwin, this hammer just lands right next to your face, just thud, and like dents the ground. 
He is definitely not happy with Arnis right now. Darvin, you are prone. What would you like to do? Do uh, So prone means I have to use my action to get up. Is that how that works? Mm, no, it's no, uh, half your movement else. to get up. Half my movement. Okay. Yeah. In that case, I'm going to use my movement. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking about getting out of there because I'm taking such a beating. Okay. But I can't do that if can't do that. Okay. You can use, use your disengage action. That's true. Can you spend a key point to make that a bonus action? And then you'd still have your action action? Yeah, I think that's actually how that works. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. I don't know what I'd do with my action action, though, if I'm getting out of there. Punch him, like, five times, and then Oh, run. punch him first. Okay. Can I punch <laughs> five times? I can't no, punch, you can't punch five, five times. times. You can't punch that many times. You can do whatever normal action is, and then you can run away. I can only can punch you t- once, right? You can do... You've got your... No, you've got oh, the, the extra, extra attack, attack can, feature. Okay, so I could, I could punch yeah. twice. Okay, Or you cool. could leg sword twice and then run away. Oh, yeah. Why am I limiting to punch? Okay, let's do that. Okay. So first leg sword. I rolled a 24. That's going to hit. Nice. Okay, that deals 16 damage. Oof. Okay. Okay, second attack. Ready? Mm-hmm. So that time I got a 17 total. Ooh, that is not going to hit. Okay. Then I will spend a key point to disengage mm-hmm. and use the rest of my movement to get... Oh, wait, I'm supposed to be blocking this guy in. Okay. Crap. Well, ah, you got 25 feet. You could back up out of the room, like into the adjoining library space and so still I'm be st- in between him and the exit without being right next to him. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Just as I long like as you that. know you're spreading out the group a little bit more. Yeah. I Yeah, I know. Okay. You are still standing firm in between him and the way out. Which, yeah, he would definitely like to leave. Like, no, let's just destroy this town now. Um, Got to deal with this room first. All right, Darvin, you've left. Up next is Aldred. They're going to turn to Vale, since Vale came up and stabbed them. He's not happy. And he's going to use that same branding smite that Leon did last time. He's going to whisper a prayer into his glaive. It's going to start glowing with this nice radiant light. And then he's going to make his first attack against Vale. Ooh, yeah. Uh, that's a 25 versus AC. That's going to miss. How? Because it's going to hit one of my mirror images. Oh, you fucking mirror image. <laughs> okay, how does the right mirror image you, work? Scott. Uh the way the mirror image works, each time a creature targets you with an attack during the spell's duration, roll a d20 to determine whether the attack instead targets one of your duplicates. Uh, if you mm-hmm. have three, which is currently how many I have, uh, you must roll a six or higher to change the attack's target to a duplicate. I rolled a 12. Uh-huh. Uh, the duplicate equals DAC equals 10 plus my dexterity, which means mm-hmm. you will hit the duplicate. Yeah. <sighs> Son of a... And destroy it. There's this flash of radiant light as one of your mirror images just poofs out of existence. Oh, and he's so mad now. <laughs> Aldrin's got two more attacks, so here comes two more attacks. Okay. One at a time, please. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about the mirror images. Oh, it was very good, though. Very good. That's how that should be. Okay. That's going to be an 11 to hit. So even if he was targeting one of the other ones... Does not hit. <laughs> yeah, that is true. 
so I still have two. Uh, so you and two of your shadowy duplicates just sway about, and in frustration, he's going to make his third and final attack against the trio. That is even worse. Oh, he's getting mad. <laughs> a three and a four on the die are not good times for Aldrin. He's like cursing you, not even being shy about it, just like cursing you. Like, oh, stupid <clears throat> shadows. Fate was supposed to be. Ah, and just, mm, he wants to swear at you. Just like, <sighs> very good. Very good. That's what that spell is for. Ilana, mm-hmm. what would you like to do? I'm going to hammer Inquisition, the dude with the least amount of health currently. Who's that? Or the one that we've done, the human we've done the most damage to. Okay. What's his name? Aldred. Yeah. For the full seven points again. Oh my. Make your oh intelligence safe. Oh my. This is going to go probably poorly again, but let's find out. Uh, yeah, that's an eight. <laughs> nice. He's going to take the full damage this time. Thank you. Yeah. He's so mad. He's not concentrating. He's just like staring at the veils. <laughs> 34 psychic damage. <sighs> Ow. And you send his head just reeling in pain. Like you see his face just getting like super red, the veins like popping out as he's just absorbing all this psychic damage. Not dead, but oh my gosh, the worst headache ever. Anything else, Yolanda? Uh, use my bonus action to defend again. Okay. Aranus. Well, I can't get to Darwin, so that creates a problem. What's the range on your spell? Well, I mean, the range on healing word is 60 feet, but that doesn't do as much as cure wounds. Ah, uh, uh, you want to touch him? Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what I even do? I don't even know what I can do. I'm gonna... Hmm. I'm gonna... Try to viciously mock Cregan. Ah, okay. I don't have a good mock, but <laughs> like he's made me so angry that words are starting to fail Arnus. And he's reached that point. I think this happened once before where like he just doesn't have the words. So all he does is just like scream at the person. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he's so he's so frustrated by seeing his friends get hurt and nothing he seems to do is working and he's just like he's so angry that he just screams at this dude to try okay. to throw him off. What type of saving throw is this again? It's wisdom. He's actually fairly wise. Yeah, but it's the only thing I can really do and still be able to heal Darvin. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm moved. Without getting, well, I wouldn't have been able to get to you anyway because I can't go past him. But like, uh, okay. But like, there's nothing else I can really do without running up to somebody and attacking, and I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's let's do this roll first. Let's see if he's going to be uh, bad. Uh, oh, that comes out to a twenty. Yeah, he saves. And he weathers your assault. Yeah, as usual. I use my bonus action to cast cast healing word at uh, level two uh, on Darwin. So that's 11 hit points that you get back. Thank you. Which brings me up to 23. Well, good. So you can take one more hit from that hammer. Before. Just about. Like, really, like, it's one more hit from any of them, basically. Because they're all mm. doing, like, 20 points of damage a swing. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Arnis? Oh, that's, you moving that's around? my action and my bonus action. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. 
Hang back with okay. you, Alana. Okay. Okay. I realize I need to roll the saving throws for Lieutenant Ferox, Trumpet, and Abris to see if they're no longer affected by the pacifying presence. Is that something that Iolana and Vale would be getting to roll too? Yes, we should be doing that at the end of uh, turns. I thought you were just leaving Kriegen up to the other people who were up there and you were picking off the, the side folk. My apologies. I know we had mentioned it before, but I had forgotten. No, I was attacking who I could attack because I... All right. Uh, in which case then, yes, Vale and Iolana, please roll a saving throw against it right now. Roll a five and an eight. All right, neither of those are going to work. But hey... Now, only Lieutenant Ferox is still charmed. Trumpet and Abris no longer pacified. All right. Are we ready to get back into it? Ready. Yes. Cool. Because it is Trumpet's turn, and they shake off this pacifying presence. Other than Commander Thorn, I don't think anybody's up at Cregan. So Trumpet is going to leap up. Let's try to grapple with Cregan. Try to like come up from behind, like jump up, grab their arms around the wings or something. See if they can keep them from moving around too much so you guys can get this pendant thing you've been talking about. Oh, no, no. <laughs> that did not go well. They only rolled an 8, whereas Krieg had rolled a 17. No amount of bonuses are going to help them out there. They leap at Kriegen. They grab onto the wings, and Kriegen just, like, flexes the wings out and open, tossing Trumpet to her back. She gets up and <sighs> was unfortunately not able to grab him. Up next, we have Leon. And Leon is going to start heading towards the back of the room where Aranis and Ilana are at. Disengages from the rest of the fight and just starts uh, starts running up through the center of the room, uh, like in between the two rows of benches, just like right up the middle. And if Aranis didn't move any farther back, he gets right up next to Aranis, just like, hey, bud. Unfortunately, doesn't have an attack that they can cast right now, uh, or doesn't have an attack that they can use right now, but it's getting up there, just being like, Nah. After Leon is Commander Thorn, who's going to try to, she's going to try to knock Kriegen down. Like, just wants to lay him low. Just wants to end this fight. He's obviously in charge. So she's going to make a couple of swift attacks here. Boom, boom. Um, unfortunately, no. So Kriegen's just moving quickly. Each of those punches comes up right short. <laughs> Nothing she can do to close that gap. Then there's Abris who, following Trumpet's example, is going to rush up Kriegen and try to get a hold of him, try to get around his neck, see if they can find that pendant. They're trying to follow orders. Okay. Abris is on Kriegen's back and is fishing around, like, underneath the robes, looking for this pendant, trying to pull it out. Kriegen is resisting, tossing around, but unable to shake them. Uh, which brings us to the bottom of the order with Lotus. Lotus, as we determined, cannot get to Aranus Vale. So instead, I think, is going to turn and try to hit Abris, who's now on Kriegen's back. Um, do they have a smite that they can cast? Yes, they do. They have a wonderful smite called Wrathful Smite. Next time they hit with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration, deals extra psychic damage, and my target creature must make a wisdom saving throw or be frightened. All right. Cool. So she's going to step up behind Kriegen and try to slash at Abris. Oh yeah, that's a 16 on the die. And Abris needs to make a wisdom saving throw or be frightened. That, that would not be good. 
rolls a six. So Everest now has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while Lotus is still in sight. All right. We'll come back around to the top. Veil. Well, I believe I still have a dude standing right in front of me that's not dead yet. Yeah, Aldred is still right there if you wanted to take him out. Go ahead and try to change that situation. Mm-hmm. That's a 28. That hits a lot. 38 damage. Psychic. This is the Shadow Blade? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you want to kill him, Vale? I don't think I can not kill him with the Shadow Blade. Um, so yes, I want him dead. Well, also I wanted to know if you, even if he does die, knowing whether or not you want him dead, still fun to know. Sending Corum one more soul. You know, it's something that they accept. And unlike Cregan, Aldred does not have a grim pendant. His body just falls limp. Thud. What do you do? Hmm. I don't think I'm going to do anything. I'm going to, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move over to assist uh, Arnis on my turn. If I can get over there without incurring an opportunity attack. I think with Aldred dead, uh, yeah, you can move over there. You just want to be right behind the... Right behind him. He just watched me kill his friend with a blade made of nothing more than shadow. So I'm going to just <laughs> stand behind him and be a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm going to roll my save. Oh, yes, please. Please do. It's a wisdom save, right? I believe so. It doesn't matter. I rolled a seven. Yeah, that's not going to do it. All right. After you is Cregan. This whole thing is a mess. He turns to the other members of the conscription. And this is just like, he's going to offer up very, very non-comforting words. Aldred's with Corum now. Lotus, Leon, send the others to join him. Darvin's mine. And Darvin. Oh, no. You see Cregan just walking through those doors right at you and ah. gets that hammer in one hand and he's just like pointing it at you, holding it high up on the bar and pointing the head of the hammer at you. And the first thing he's going to do, which is real fun, he's going to cast a spell, which is a bonus action called Compelled Duel. So he's going to try to compel you to fight. You have to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. I got a seven. Oh, wait, no. Wrong stat. I got a uh, 14. Uh, that went from hopeful to, to nopeful. I know. <laughs> so, on a failed save, the creature is drawn to you, compelled by your divine command. And for the duration, which is a minute, well, up to a minute, it's concentration. For the duration, you have disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than Cregan. And you have to make a wisdom saving throw each time you attempt to move to a space. Like if you're trying to move more than 30 feet away from him, you have to make a wisdom saving throw just to do that. Okay. The spell ends if he attacks any other creature, if he casts a spell that targets a hostile creature other than you, if a creature friendly to him damages you or casts a harmful spell against you, or if he ends his turn more than 30 feet away from you. So this is literally him just being like, nope, this is me and you. Damn. I'm going to mess you up, Darvin. You're supposed to be on his side. In his eyes, you're supposed to be on his side. And you're not. And he's walking out. So says, Darvin, Darvin, we're trying to do Coram's will here. We're bringing peace to these poor, afflicted souls. And everyone else. We didn't want to harm the halflings if we didn't have to. But it's clear that this town wasn't sincere in their efforts for compromise. When was the last time you 
spoke with Coram about this. I'm assuming you ran this by him? Because, let me tell you, when I talked to him, he had some interesting opinions, which you seem to be disregarding. Roll persuasion real quick. He's going to attack you, but it's whether or not he answers you first. Okay. 19. <sighs> My orders from Coram are to send all of those afflicted to him to grant them peace. When's the last time I spoke to him? Well, I pray every night. When's the last time he answered me back, though? You know, that's not every night. It is his prerogative whether or not he contacts us back. It may have been a few weeks since then, but I stand resolute in my conviction. And then he's going to swing this hammer at you. That is going to miss. And then he's going to swing it again. Hey, Aranus. Yeah? What's the range on your cutting words? Ooh, 60 feet. Okay. This is a 12 on the die, and he is still within those 60 feet. You see them like walking out of the room into the library. You see Cregan going out there to assault Darwin, but you definitely see him like lifting this hammer up, getting ready to strike. Do you want to do anything about it, or...? Here's my, here's my problem. Like, there's... <laughs> Ugh. I, like... I can keep doing this, but I can only do it two more times, and then I'm out of mm. bardic inspiration, and then he's going to go down anyway. Except he's not going to go down, because he doesn't go down. And so I'm trying to decide if I should keep delaying it mm. when there's not really a point. That's a fair That's kind, fair of, that's kind, of, that's kind of where I'm at. You're not going to go down, so nope. I, don't, true. I don't really need to protect you. I'm going to let him think that he's winning. All right, Darwin, you're getting hit. He, he is winning. But like, is he though? Is he? Our heaviest hitters can't hit him. He is currently winning. Mm. Yeah. That's a fair amount of damage. Sounded like it. Between the bludgeoning and the force damage, that comes to 36. Ouch. What does that put your health at? Zero. Are you doing your monk thing to not? Um, yes, but I think. Oh, no, never mind. No action required. Yes. Okay. Can you Monk can you thing. read that out loud for us? Because I don't think you've used this before. What is this called? It's called Mastery of Death. Mm -hmm. And it says when you are... You're right. I have never used this before. When you are reduced to zero hit points, expend one key point, no action required, to have one hit point instead. So he hits you full force with this hammer in a blow that would surely take you out. But you just expend some key to be at one instead... Make a strength saving throw, since you're still alive. Still conscious. Yeah. That rolled a one. The total's oh. a five. Oh yeah, you get knocked prone again real hard. He hits you on the shoulders and just gets slammed into the ground. Impressive, darling. I heard you were tougher to kill than most. Glad to see that's true. Maybe we could win you back to our side. Well, that's all he can do on his turn. <laughs> Darvin, it's your turn. I'm going to respond because I can and because I'm enjoying this cross dialogue. I'm going to say, the power of Quorum has brought me back. <laughs> and then I'm going to attack. Mm -hmm. Wait, what am I attacking? Sword. Yeah, leg sword. Leg sword. Okay. First attack. Ooh, I rolled a 28. Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. Nine damage. Okay, yeah. Okay. He's still up. He's still up. Not a great roll. You slash him. You feel that sting? Oh, right. I forgot. I cry out in pain. 
<laughs> Second sword. Ready? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's also a 28. I rolled two 19s. Man, maybe Coram really is on your side. I don't know. Then I'd have rolled a 20. <laughs> so that one dealt 15 damage. Now then, before you take any more actions, this is where the other part of the Grim Pendant is going to come into play. Because that would drop him to zero, but he's going to make a save. He's going to see if he can not. He's fine. He rolled a 25. He only needed a hit of 15 this time. You stab into him real good with your leg sword, and you see him sway a little bit. like He's about to pass out. There's a slight glow from underneath his robe as the pendant kicks in, and he uh, manages to stay on his feet. Anything else you'd like to do, Darth? Still got your bonus action. Bonus action. There's probably no point throwing a punch. Well, if he fails, he drops to zero instead of one. Oh, yeah. Okay. In that case, yeah, it's worth throwing a point. I'm not going to expend the key point because the way I see it, I need those to stay alive right now. That's good. That's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> so going to punch. <laughs> You're not wrong, buddy. <laughs> Go ahead and punch, Darwin. And that's a 22. That's going to hit. He's only at one hit point. So you can roll your damage if you want, but it's really <laughs> more, does he make this saving throw? <laughs> yeah, we could skip the damage. I'm okay with that. Okay, where are you punching him? Ooh, right in the face. He did bend over in pain when you stabbed him last time, so his face is right there for the punching. Nice. This time the DC is up to 16. He gets a 19. So he shakes off the punch, just ugh. Wow. It's a good fight between people who don't want to die. <laughs> All right, is that it, Darwin? E, that is it. Okay. All dread is all dead, so let's go to Iolana. <laughs> I hate this fight, but that was really funny. <laughs> that was good. Yolanda's going to psychically hammer the dude that's standing in front of Arnis. Okay. Needs to make an intelligence save. Mm, mm. Oh, I keep forgetting that there's an addition to that where if they don't save, they have disadvantage on their next wisdom save. <laughs> it's good to know. I don't think it's come into effect yet, but good to know. No, they fail. 44 psychic damage. Leon reels in pain as this psychic damage just gets hammered into his brain. And now his disadvantage on his next wisdom saving throw. All right. And then I'm going to walk up to him and finish surrounding him. And I'll take my bonus action to take my defensive stance with my blades. Cool, cool, cool. Aranus, what would you like to do? There's this guy with a glaive right in front of you. There really is. I would like to viciously mock him, please. Synergy. That's a good one. That's that's good. So I watch him get just smacked in the brain by this thing from Iolana. And I wait for him to kind of settle back like upright so that he's looking me in the face. And I just look at him and go, you fluffy windbag. <laughs> Make a wisdom save. <laughs> With disadvantage. <laughs> but I don't think that 13 total is going to do it. That ain't going to do it. Oh, he's going to take 3d4. Five psychic damage. Okay. But has disadvantage on their next, their next attack. Good, good, good. Yeah, we're not really here for the damage with that spell. It's, a, it's the poor disadvantage Leon. that we're after. Poor, poor Leon. 
Anything else you'd like to do, Arnis? No, I'm 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 good. I'm okay. Good. For your NPC friends here, first up, Lieutenant Ferox is going to go after Lotus, and he's going to try to hit her with his fancy fancy club. Scott, I also wouldn't get a chance. Iolana forgot to roll the save for. Oh, go right ahead. I may actually have saved too. I don't know. That's a nineteen. Oh yes, you did save. Sweet. Iolana's no longer pacified. But yes, Lieutenant Ferox attacking Lotus with a club and rolling for shit. This is, he's a lieutenant. He is one of Commander Thorne's trusted men, and he is over here just whiffing it all. He has not done like anything productive. <laughs> oh, it's going to look real bad on that eval. <laughs> I think Trumpet is going to rush up and try to assist him. She's got that nice big sword. She's going to swing it at it. At a lotus. She may not be totally cool with attacking halflings, but you know, they started this fight and they're wearing parts of people, so <laughs> screw her. I know she's actually got the best AC of the group. It's only one of those hits, but that's still, still good damage. One of those great sword attacks gets through, and Trumpet just like screams at her in just like a righteous rage, getting herself pumped up, ready to finish this fight up. After Trumpet comes Leon. Leon's in a bad spot. Leon's in a very bad spot. Okay, Leon hasn't done this yet, so he's going to do this now. I know he's at disadvantage on his next melee attack. It's just the next one, right? Yeah. Whispers a spell into his glaive. You see it glowing with his bright light again as he casts the blinding smite spell. Chokes way up on the handle so he can get at some of these people who are uh, crowding him around. I think the first attack is going to have to be against Iolana, who just... Hammered him in the brain. So disadvantage here. Not terrible. It's a nine on the die. I don't know what Iolana's AC is, though. So it's 17 right now. Hmm. Does Arnis want to do anything here? This is with disadvantage. It does have like two more attacks here coming up. So have you taken any damage yet, Iolana? Arnis is good. Sorry, that was a head shake that you couldn't oh, okay. hear. No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. That only came to a 16 and it missed anyways. Leon shakes that disadvantage, just like, ah, focuses, stares at Iolana, and tries to swing this down again. Here comes the glaive without the disadvantage. That's a 19 on the die. Oh, and Iolana, that's going to hit. Yeah. It's going to be 27 damage, slashing and radiant. And Iolana, you need to make a constitution saving throw. Otherwise, you're going to get blinded. No, I don't think I'm going to do that doesn't sound fun. That doesn't sound fun at all. No. Mm, I'll do that. That's a 21. Uh, yeah, you save. Handily so. <laughs> and Leon has one more attack in him. He's going to stick with Iolana. Ah, oh, it's not going to matter. That one misses anyways. Okay. So Leon manages to land one blow against you. And the other two swings are just wild. After him is Commander Thorn. I think Commander Thorn's going to go out there and try to help Darvin. This might be a compelled duel for the two of you. But she's not involved in that. She can nope. do whatever she wants. Yeah. So she's going to rush up and try to punch him from behind. Sit just behind Krieg and you can see her running up, reels back with a fist. And punch, punch. One of those is going to get through. And as we said, he's only got the one hit point. So let's see if he can make that saving throw, which is now up to a 17 DC. Oh, boy. 18. 
Cregan's good. And as he gets punched in the back, you feel like a knot. Just, ah. He turns just in time to see Commander Thorne swinging with her left, just like punching right for the solar plexus. He turns and he's just like, stay out of this. After that, it's Abris, who... Son of... Does anybody remember where Abris is? Because I remember. And that is on Cregan's back. <laughs> he's yeah. fishing around for the pendant. Yep. Yeah, he needs to make like a, a sleight of hand or something to try to get in there and grab this. <laughs> Abris crits. Because why not? They are my new favorite person ever. <laughs> he grabs onto it with one hand, pulls it behind Cregan's head, leans back, plants his feet on Cregan's back, and does like a kickflip backwards, snapping the chain that's around the neck and coming away with it in hand. He's like, Darvin, I got it. Gives you a little fist pump with it in his hand. <laughs> and Cregan is now very concerned. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in the room, Lotus turns to hit Trumpet. It's going to cast their branding smite and just wail into him. Yeah, going to just wail into him. And Trumpet is now shedding a dim light as Lotus goes in for the second attack. Yeah, it's going to hit again. And Trumpet's getting cut up, bleeding heavily onto the floor. There's parts of their skin that's trying to close up with bone, but it keeps like healing back. Like it has to pull the bone back before it can do any healing of the flesh. So they're not looking great right now. Top of the round, Vale. You, Ilana, and Aranis are surrounding Leon. Yes, and I'm going to go ahead and stab Leon with my shadow sword. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, that's a 15. That's not going to hit. Then I'm going to go ahead and try and stab him with my hidden blade. Which hasn't been used yet. Ooh. I didn't think so. So from tension? And that's a crit. Yes! Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, well, it's not as painful as the shadow blade, but still very painful. Was it that our fights always go this direction? Like half of the fight, we're absolutely screwed. We can't hit anything. Nothing we do works. Zero things we do work. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere about halfway through the fight, it's no, a comeback gang, that's all. Yeah, we really are. And it's not on purpose. <laughs> like... 45, 46 damage. I forgot the plus one from tension. <laughs> 46 damage. Jeez. So, Vale stabs Leon very good with this hidden blade. And he cries. I, it hurts so bad. There was a knife inside of him, and he doesn't like it. What you didn't realize was the shadow blade was the faint on them. Uh, obviously. He's <laughs> <laughs> like coughing up blood. <sighs> anything else, fail? No, I can't do anything else. Oh, it is Cregan's turn. Man, the tables have turned. He doesn't have his pendant anymore. He's surrounded. He's very low health. So what's he going to do? I mean, he's going after Darwin still. He's not happy at all. And he turns to Darwin before he attacks him. He says, Darwin, if you send me to Corum, there'll be no one here to call off the rest of the attack. You can kill me. That's fine. I've done plenty in Corum's service, but there are so many more serving him. There are so many more out there. You can kill me. 
or you can join me. Your skills, your talents, your gifts would serve the conscription well. You should be an honored member among us, and yet you fight against us. I fight against you because you misrepresent the words of Coram. You may be right about one thing, though. You may be more useful as a hostage. But those decisions are generally above my pay grade. I'll figure that out later. Well, turning down his offer to join him, he's going to swing at you with this hammer again. Ooh, that is a 15 on the die, so you're getting hit. I'm getting dead. You've got key points still, right? Yeah, I don't mean real dead. <laughs> you just dropped to one when you use that, right? One instead of zero, correct. Okay. This hits. It is powerful. Make a strength saving throw. You still might get knocked prone. Okay. There we go. 18. Oh shit, you save. Nice. You are not knocked prone. Wow, he is impressed. He should be. So as he raises his hammer up for the second attack, Darwin, just look at you. We've been able to get so much strength from just a piece of you. Having you join us in person would make us unstoppable. But until I can convince you of that, raise the hammer up again, tries to slam you in the head. Uh, it's a 22 to hit. Ouch. Are you going to spend that key point again? Uh-huh. You're such an undying person. How many do you have left? Six. Okay. Make another strength saving throw. Right. Fifteen. Ooh, not good enough. So he just brings this down on the back of your head just from above. Wham! And you face first into the ground. <laughs> Dust gets kicked up. Some books on the shelves shake. And he sees that you're still not dead. Like, he wants to hate you for it. He wants to like you for it. It's just mm, so conflicted internally. Darvin, what do you want to do? You're prone. Um, half my move to become unprone, right? Mm-hmm. So let's do that. Let's become unprone. And then I'm going to say just it's quorum keeping me going right now and give him another punch. Okay. That was a 21. That's going to hit. He doesn't have his pendant on anymore. He can't save from this. So where are you punching him and are you killing him? Punching him in the face. I'm going for non-lethal for now because I do realize that we may need him to call off his troops and I'll let, you know, the group sort that one out. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm just looking to incapacitate for now in, in the face. Darvin with the uppercut. Boom. And you see the Celestial just take a step back and fall. Thud. A hammer drops out of his hand to the ground and kind of deflates. The fabric unravels on itself. So it just looks like a pile of cloth there with a metal bracer inside. And he's just out of it. What else would you like to do, Darvin? Uh, you've got oh. Thorn and Abris there who are looking very impressed. Abris still has the pendant. Hmm. I should probably take it from him. I'll be like, can I, can I see that? But if you ask for it, he'll give it to you. Cool. That's what I'll do. That's probably the rest, right? I mean, you've got, your, you've got 25 feet of movement left and you've got uh, an oh, extra yeah. attack and a bonus action. That's true. And there's still people that need to be attacked, right? Yeah. I don't think you could make it to any of them this turn, but you could get mm. back into the room. Okay, yeah, let's let's do that. Then let's put myself back in the direction of the rest of the fight. Oh, okay. can I ask 
the two that were with me to bring, wow, blanking on the name of the guy who have been fighting for the last three hours. What's wrong with me? Cregan. Cregan. Thank you. Can ask those two to bring him in so everyone knows he's. Yeah. I want to make sure they know. Commander Thorn and Abris are both pretty strong. Thorn is definitely stronger, but they're both still pretty strong. Uh, and they will grab him under the arms and start dragging him in. Do you want to say anything as you walk back into the room with his unconscious body behind you? Uh, I mean, I, I want to like, I want to get people's attention. I want them to know that this has happened. So yeah, I guess I'll just call out something silly like, hey, got one. <laughs> got this one. Don't worry about this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lotus and Leon look at you and they're just like, heretic. <laughs> um, is that all you're doing, Darwin? Yeah. Okay. Iolana, what would you like to do? I've still got a doodle uh, live in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. Leon there's not looking good. I am going to power up my side blades a little more. Hone the blade. This is a bonus action. Uh, I'm going to use seven side points to give me an attack and damage bonus of four points. Hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and use my action to swing at him with one of those. It's a 28 to hit. Uh-huh. That'll hit. That's 14 psychic damage. Okay. Yeah, he takes that, that attack. He's still standing. Anything else? That's, that's it, Scott. Okay. Aranus. Mm. He's still right in front of you. Attention is drawn elsewhere now. He really is still right in front of me, isn't he? Uh, I'm going to viciously mock him again. <laughs> okay. Any particular mock you have in mind? I don't know if we have these in this world, but I guess I'm adding them to the universe now. I'm going to call him an illiterate grapefruit. <laughs> this world has illiterates. No, I know it has illiterates. I don't know if there's grapefruits. <laughs> Why would there not be grapefruit? I don't know. I mean, because not here. Sometimes there's not. <laughs> not here in Honey Hollow, there's not. But so yeah, elsewhere. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. call him. I'm gonna call him an illiterate grapefruit. Rolls a two. <laughs> Fails so hard. <laughs> grapefruit. He takes three points of psychic damage and has disadvantage. Okay. Oh. Oh, that's right. Hang on. My brain can't brain anymore. So instead of three points of psychic damage, it's actually eight. Okay, okay. You grapefruit. All right. After Aranus is Lieutenant Ferox, who... I guess that charm really doesn't matter anymore, because Cregan's down. <laughs> there's Lotus, and there's Leon. Leon seems to be handled. Lieutenant Ferox is going to try to attack Lotus. Swings club at her. Couple of times. Okay, one of those hit. Finally. He crits. He's actually, like, doing good stuff now. <laughs> he hits her real hard in the arm. It almost goes limp for a second. So you, like, drop that shoulder. Pick herself back up a little bit. After his turn, it's Trumpet, who is right there. Gonna try to do the same thing. Takes that greatsword. Wants to slash at Lotus. Two strikes. Slash, slash. Well, if Lieutenant Ferox crits... It's only right that Trumpet crit fails, I suppose. Lotus quickly parries both the attacks. Ting, ting. And seeing how terrible this situation is, she's actually quite worried now. 
Thorn and Abris still have Cregan's body. Darvin, is there anything you want them to do with this body? No. I mean, he's still I, alive. I, no, I, I'm, I just... No. Just attend to him. I don't mean anything mm-hmm. by that. Uh, I think they lift him up kind of in unison. Bring him to his knees. You see his head droop down. His wings droop down. Don't let him die on us. Well, yeah. Commander Thorne addresses the other two in here. Says, do you see this? We do not want you here. We don't need your peace, your mercy, your grace. You all need to get the hell out of here. She's trying to do some uh, some intimidation here. She's just like, we're going to fuck you up just like this guy. Oh, she's very intimidating. I mean, it helps when you have the body of the leader with you. Uh, she rolled a 19. Leon and Lotus falter. Leon turns to Lotus and he says, this might be a losing fight. You need to get out of here. You got to go warn the others. Tell them just to level the city. Let me die here. I'm fine. I will go to Corum with open arms. He's going to cast a spell at Lieutenant and Trumpet. He's going to pump this up to second level, and he's going to cast Command to get them to uh, approach. Yeah, that's Um, what he's going to do. I cast Counterspell. You son of a... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he cast this out. He's like, you two, it's me you want. Get over here. And you're just like, nah. (laughs) Arnis, what are you doing? Nah, bro. I don't think they will. (laughs) Oh, he was trying to give, he was trying to give Lotus an easy out, a safe out. I know. So much for that. Lotus is still going to try to run, but now she's going to get wrecked along the way. (laughs) She's only a halfling. She's only got a movement speed of 25. So there's no disengage here. This is just turn heel and run out of the room. Both the lieutenant and trumpet are going to get attacks of opportunity here. Trumpet's going to hit with that greatsword. The lieutenant, he had the one crit in him. That was about it. Trumpet swings that greatsword, hits Lotus right in the back, and she stumbles a few steps forward. It's like those big, like almost falling down steps and continues to just rush out the door. Right behind you, Darvin, with Abris and Commander Thorn. Uh, just vroom, and you hear her little feet rushing through the stacks to get out of here. Uh, uh, uh. And Leon just turns and is like, do what you will with me. Vale, it's your turn. I can use a bonus action to disengage. So I'm going to do that to chase after the one that's running away. Oh, okay. And get as close as I can to that one. I think you'll only be like 5, 10 feet behind them. You're faster, but they were closer to the door. So I'm going to disengage. I'm going to take my mm-hmm. move to get as close as I can. You're like right there in the doorway, separating the church from the library. And you see her rushing through. She's at the other end of the library. She's about to pass through those little doors that separate the stacks from the entranceway. Yeah, I'm going to throw my shadow blade at her. It's a 16. Say 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it clinks off the back of her armor. It wouldn't clink. It's made out of shadow. Okay, fine. It poofs. <laughs> it poofs. <laughs> Off the back of her armor. <laughs> and reforms in my hand. And that's my turn. Okay. Darvin, what are you doing? So I'm trying to get back in the... Oh, wait. No, chase her. No, chase her. Chase okay. her. Help Vale. Okay. <laughs> I will help Vale and chase her. 
<laughs> oh, you can catch her. You got a speed of 50 feet. If Darwin's looking around to do, Arnis is just pointing out the door. That wait, nice. what, are you not paying fine. attention to the Go woman that just ran past you? Okay. <laughs> She's short. So can I like chase her and tackle her or something? Yeah, you can if you want. Do you want to try to tackle her or do you want to attack her? Oh, that's a good point. Let's attack her. Even better. (laughs) Sir Darvin rushes past Vale through the library, catches up to Lotus. And what are you doing? First attack leg sword. Okay. I got a 13. Oh, that's not going to hit. Second attack leg sword. I got even lower, so I'm going to assume that's not going to hit either. Nope. I'm going to spend a key point to flurry and get an extra punch. Okay. So first punch. Okay, that's how I crit. <gasps> okay. <laughs> roll this damage. Okay, I rolled 12. Okay, yes. She will live. In response to that punch, she's going to use a reaction she hasn't used yet. It's a wonderful spell. Some of you may have heard of it. It's called Hellish Rebuke. Oh, no. In response to being damaged, she points a finger at you, and these flames just burst around you. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. 24. Okay, that does save. Do you not take any damage when you save on dexterity saving throws? Yeah, evasion, when you have to make a dex save to take half damage, you take none if you succeed, and half if you fail. So these flames burst around you, and you just wave them away i pretend i'm in a music video (laughs) would you like to take your other attack oh yeah forgot i still had that let's do that okay yeah that's an 11 okay that's not gonna hit all right iolana what would you like to do the best option is to deal with the person still standing in front of me the other two will have to deal with the one that they've got i'm gonna hammer him again because the save and it doesn't matter that I'm standing right in front of him. So go ahead and make Mm -hmm. that intelligence save. That's a crit fail. He won't get hammered (laughs) a lot. Crit fail for the win. Not for him, it's not. 30 damage. Oh, hey. Not dead. Okay, I do want to use my bonus action to use my... Mm, I'm trying to find the ability. It's the one that lets me gain life when I use my psychic powers. Mm, mm-hmm. Mystical recovery. I'll gain seven hit points for spending the seven side points. Ah, nice. Because you have been damaged now. Mm-hmm. This thing hammers him hard in the brain and he spins around woozy, but not dead. Arnis, what about you? I do the same thing as before. I wait for him to like kind of come back from having reeled. Mm-hmm. And I, I viciously mock him. Okay. I wait for him to come back up to standing, and I just go, you silly worm. <laughs> He's, like, spinning and trying to get, like, act standing all the way up, and just, like, turns to face Aranus and gets insulted right to the face. And is Aranus going to insult somebody to death again? Ooh, it's been a long time since I've done that. He rolled an 18. Oh, he saved. Ha-ha! Not insulted to death. Jeez, there's uh, really only one enemy left in here, and they are surrounded. Lieutenant Ferox and Trumpet, who were over by Lotus. What are they going to do? I think Lieutenant Ferox is going to be the one who chases after 
Trumpet will make it out into the library, but they will pick up that cloth hammer that they that Cregan dropped. They're just like holding it up, and it's just like limp clothing, and like this one metal bracer, and just like the heck. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Ferox rushes up and joins Darwin, and ooh, that would require him to dash, so he is unable to attack. But he gets right up there next to Darwin, and he just like gives you a little elbow bump, like got your back. Nice. And then it's Leon's turn. And man, oh man, is he not feeling good. He can try to do this. He's going to try to use command again. He's going to pump it up a couple times to level three so he can use it on all three of you, Vale, Iolana, and Aranus. And he's just going to whip around with a hand and just tell all of you, halt. How is he going to reach Vale? Oh, sorry. Vale's not in there. Sorry. He's only going to pump it the one time so he can try to get both Iolana and Aranus. And he's going to tell both of you, he's going to hold out both of his hands, halt, just an attempt to command you to basically freeze, stop doing what you're doing. I cast Counterspell. Again? Yeah. How many of those do you have? <laughs> well, I had three. Now I have one left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of nuh-uh you're giving this guy is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Leon is thwarted again in his efforts to command people and just like, ugh, he's feeling terrible. Lotus, though, ugh. Okay, she's going to try to do something cool here against Darwin. Darwin, she knows she can't run away from you. You're far too fast. So what she's going to do is turn to you before she tries to leave again, and she's going to cast Crown of Madness on you. Oh, no. So you need to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Holds her sword up with one hand, uses the other one to make a few quick motions. It's like, wham! And this light comes out of her sword. And. And Daryl the Five. Okay. Crown of Madness will take effect. You become charmed. And when you are charmed in this way, a twisted crown of jagged iron appears on your head, and a madness glows in your eyes. So Darwin's looking even scarier than he was before. And while charmed, you must use your action before moving on each of your turns to make a melee attack against a creature other than itself that she mentally chooses. On her subsequent turn, you must use your action to maintain control over the target or the spell ends. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and you can make a wisdom saving throw at the end of each of your turns to try to break it. Okay. So she casts this madness on you. Or use your fancy ability to break it. Or use my fancy ability, except can I, because it takes an action, right? And I have to use my action to attack, so I don't know if it can. Um, the target must use its action before moving on each of its turns to make a melee attack against a creature. And that special monk thing you have costs an action as well? Correct. I can use my action to end one effect on myself. Hmm. This is where the action economy becomes... So I'm not sure if I could do that because it says I have to use my action. You can't. You can't do it. If no. they're taking up your action with this yeah. thing, you can't use your action for something else. Okay. Yeah. It says you must use your action to do this. So she puts this madness on you, turns, and begins to run away. Both you and the lieutenant can make an attack of opportunity against her as she tries to flee again. Nice. And I rolled an 11. Total? Yeah. The lieutenant crit. Good. Again. Thank you, lieutenant. <sighs> Knocks her down as she's running away. She gets up and stumbles like another 15 feet to the door. Unfortunately, does not have enough movement speed to get out. Turns and just like, well, this is going to suck. Mm. Vale, what would you like to do? 
How far is the door from me? Uh, 25 feet. Cool. I'm going to run all the way up to the door and force myself between the door and her. Okay. And then I'm going to stab this bitch. Okay. With the shadow blade? Mm, yeah, definitely. Right. And that's a crit. <sighs> but I don't have sneak attack. Yeah, no sneak attack, but man, that's still, what, 4d10 or something? D8. 48. 22. Jeez. Uh, she needs to make a constitution saving throw to maintain that crown of madness. So an 11 is the target here. Damn it. She fails. Darvin, that sweet twisted iron crown you had fades away. Aww. Your eyes no longer glow. I think Lotus just looks up at Vale and is like, no matter what you do to me, Coram will get you in the end. And with my bonus action, I attempt to stab her with my hidden blade. <laughs> hey, a D4 is still a D4. Yeah. That's a dirty 20. That matches her AC. Do you want to kill her? She literally has one hit point left. Uh, yeah, definitely. Just stab her right in the throat. She's a halfling. That's easy to do. <sighs> you stab her right in the throat. <sighs> under this bone face thing that she has on her helmet and you see the blood just trickle out underneath there's blood just oozing from this face down the front of her armor and she collapses uh, that's Val's turn all right darvin what are you doing what's what's left nothing right leon leon am i close to him i can't remember where he was no not at all no. okay in that case how far am i from him you're like, You're like in the other room, 35 feet into there. That's like 65 feet to him. I think okay. 65, 70. Got it. So my movement speed is 50. Can I just double move? Yeah. Let's do that to get as close to him as I can. I'm just going to dash right up next to him and be like, Hey, <laughs> pretty hey, much. Buddy. I'm back, bitch. <laughs> I think Leon sees you rush up with that speed, sees the condition of everybody else. And just like, <laughs> Darvin, I guess you live up to your name after all. I mean, he has a little... Iolana, what would you like to do? Um, Stabby, stab, stab, stab. Okay. The first attack is going to be 23. That's going to hit. So 12 psychic damage. Would you like to kill Leon? Yep. That is Leon. L-E-O-N. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes, as he falls down dead and Yolana realizes that there's no more combat, she pulls out her notebook and adds another name to the list. <laughs> there's only okay. four names. It's not a long list. Yolana doesn't do a lot of the killing. Okay. So, as you look around the church at the fallen members of the conscription, Lotus, Leon, Aldred, they've all been sent to meet Corum. But Cregan, the Celestial, the leader of this group remains alive at Darvin's mercy. The grim pendant has been removed from him, but that does not diminish the forces that remain outside, above the city. Earl Moore, Maraska, Commander Thorne, they all turn to you. Earl Moore says, We're very grateful for your help. This will go a long way to ensuring the safety of our citizens. I only wish the fight were over. We're not going to take any chances. We're still evacuating those who are able to leave. But we can't abandon this city. It would cost too many lives. You're under no obligation, but we would appreciate any help that you could still offer. And that Commander Thorne, 
Who does she like the most out of you guys? I don't think it's like. Who does she respect the most at this moment? Probably Darwin. He took a beating and kept getting back up. That was damned impressive. Not the person who came up with the military plan that worked. <laughs> sure, okay. No, I'm just I'm just being a smart ass. <laughs> she appreciates the plan, but it still had to succeed. But also putting yourself in harm's way to protect other people. Kind of pretty important for the orcs. At least those who are even somewhat faithful. Even if they only pay like lip service. It's not like she's gonna like do anything great for Darwin. She's not going over there and, you know, slipping him 20 grand or like, oh, hey, uh, you want a house? I'll give you a house. No, it's just she walks up to Darwin, clasps a big hand on his shoulder, still wearing one of those gauntlets. Thank you so much for all of this. I doubt we could have turned them away on our own without your help. Can Arnis so, jump in? A- absolutely. Um, she's going to say, so will you stay and finish the fight? Um, why are you thanking him? <laughs> um, why not? He took down Cregan. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. He did that. He was thing. very valiant in how he did it. But Put I his guess, life on the line. I, I, so I guess the rest of us didn't do anything, right? Like me being the bait that, that didn't do anything, telling you what the targets were. That wasn't anything. Vale coming up with the whole fucking plan to begin with. That wasn't anything. We're just chopped liver over here. Cool. I see where we stand. I wasn't trying to discount your... You're like giving him credit for the entire operation. Yeah, he did a big I... thing. That was really fucking impressive. But we didn't do anything? Come on. You're thanking him for it like he did everything. I'm not trying to discount your contribution. If you want a special thanks of your own, fine. She walks over, puts both of her hands on your shoulders. Aranus, thank you for your help. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Look, I'd love to give everybody a pat on the back right now. Well, then why I not just tell got all a- of us that we did a really great job, ask us to stay, and then we'll move on. At this, anybody who's looking at Vale can see Vale make eye contact with Iolana, give a gesture that's a single finger, move in a circle, and start to head out. Okay, I thought it was going to be a different single finger. No, it's the <laughs> pointer finger in the like rounded up circle. Yeah. And start to head out. Commander Thorne will turn to address everybody. Vale's Look, already halfway out the room. Th- that's fine. Look, we do appreciate what everybody has done here. This is not over. Anybody who can still fight we would welcome the assistance let's go um she'll walk out i see veil starting to move and i'm just like that's who i'm following yolana's following veil yeah i don't know what veil's plan is but this one worked so yeah same (laughs) kind of miraculously but the the idea was sound so that's Mm -hmm. where i'm going okay you're not gonna like where veil's going because they're going to leave aren't they Yep. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello, 
At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blocklin for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at dibbermusic.com and on Twitter at dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrim.